0: I'm Marian Kolbasek-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Gavin O'Brien, a computer scientist of the NIST National Cybersecurity Center of Excellence. Gavin will be speaking to me about the challenges that healthcare providers face securing electronic health record data on mobile devices and the work that the center is doing in this area. So now, Gavin, what are the biggest mistakes that you see healthcare organizations making when it comes to mobile device security in general?
1: We haven't been really out in the community as much with the providers of healthcare. We spend a lot of time with the vendors, and we've spent time with a few providers. So our knowledge of, of what what they're doing wrong is not great. However, our what we're trying to do at the center is just build a particular solution that they can refer to and see how how we've done it, and then they may be able to learn things in reading through how we built a solution.
0: So now what are the key elements in the solution? Is it a matter of encryption? I, I know encryption is something that a lot of healthcare providers fail to do and is often the culprit in, in large data breaches.
1: Right, so security is a complicated thing, and when we built our use case, we came up with you know a half dozen to a dozen security characteristics that we felt were important, and certainly encryption is very big, and so encryption of the data at rest and encryption of the data in transit are are two things certainly HIPAA calls out. So oftentimes those characteristics can be neglected, but one important um, technique or strategy we employed was really a, a defense-in-depth strategy. So the focus isn't, isn't on really one particular characteristic of security or, in fact, even one product, but a whole suite of products and a, a defense-in-depth strategy so that you get full coverage a, across all the technologies. When you use mobile devices, you use, um, you're using many technologies. The mobile devices have to connect into your enterprise. So it is a, it's a complicated problem, and there are a lot of areas to deal with security.
0: So what you looked at in your project, was it a matter of keeping this data secure as it's transmitted and sent around an organization versus you know, someone using a mobile device and then leaving it in their car, for instance?
1: So that's certainly part of it. So we, we encrypt the data when it's going over, say, Wi-Fi or when you're, when you're transmitting your electronic record or if you're using a tablet and you're using, uh, we used a, a web-based EHR, so we use TLS to secure the transmission. So, so that's part of it, but we also employed what we called an MDM or a mobile device management solution, which helps secure the device itself. So it encrypts. It, it can encrypt data on the device. It can create a thing called containers to put your applications in to help secure them. It can do things like whitelisting, which means it it looks at your at your device and makes sure that based on a list they have that only those applications are on the list. It can check if, for instance, the the device is jailbroken. So so those are. Two things of, of many that we employed to secure the the mobile devices.
0: So this project at the NIST National Cybersecurity Center of Excellence, is it an ongoing project and what will come of this? Will there be some sort of guidance to help healthcare providers learn from what you learned?
1: Yeah. So we have a a thing called a community of interest. So that's basically a distribution list and a group of people who we contact monthly and we hold a a monthly call to get their input. We, We set up an agenda and people call in and we try and get a dialogue going. One thing we look for that group to do is help us decide on what are important and relevant problems to solve. Our EHR mobile device solution is is on our website and we call the solution a practice guide. So it's just, it's our particular solution to the problem. It's one of many, maybe even millions of possible solutions, but we feel it's it's a good, secure solution. I expect over time, and as hackers get better and as things can be broken into, we may find some shortcomings in our solution. So if that happens, we... We would, we would potentially do a rebuild and, um, and republish our guide or, or amend it.
0: So now what sorts of mobile devices did you look at? Was it mainly devices such as laptops and, and tablets and those sorts of things, or did you also examine various medical devices?
1: So originally we had thought, oh, we'll be using, you know, smartphones and tablets, but we really had to, to move to, to tablets because EHRs really have a a minimum screen size that makes them usable. So most of our our mobile devices for EHR and mobility were tablets. We did not include medical devices. We feel that's that's a much different sort of application and requires a different set of tools to secure that. Our next project is wireless infusion pumps. So there's a, a medical device that's that's been in the news a lot lately, and we will have a, a specific solution for the wireless infusion pumps. Eventually, I think medical devices kind of fall into categories for instance, you have things like MRI or linear accelerators that have huge computers or sets of computers and hold databases of patient records, whereas wireless infusion pumps are small and and they have a battery life and they have different needs so, their sort of security profiles are very different. And so I think we need to create solutions and publish solutions tailored to sets of medical devices.
0: Now you mentioned medical devices and fusion pumps. What about the Internet of Things, consumer wearable devices that are collecting health data? How do you see this might possibly fitting in?
1: So again, in sort of a, a sense, that's just another medical device, if you will. I think medical devices really are Part of the Internet of Things. I didn't even get to talking about implantables, which have their own special set of needs. So the Internet of Things really generalizes the the medical devices and treats sort of treats everything as a as a node on the Internet of Things. I think that is the future. We do have to sort of get after them in a priority order. I also feel that healthcare providers are really being swamped with big data these days, and I think back before you had a wearable, if someone was taking, say, their pulse or some sort of personal data, if you didn't have a wearable, you, you may have gotten six data points, and the doctor would have made some determination on six data points. Now you have this unprecedented amount of data, and I, I think doctors are trying to figure out what to do with all that data. So that's also another it's outside of the security realm, but it's another important problem.
0: When it comes to clinicians accessing devices to do whatever they need to do to provide care or treatment to a patient, how much of a struggle is it between giving them the availability of the data versus also being able to keep unauthorized users out? Is that a big struggle for mobile devices and other devices in these environments?
1: It's certainly an important attack vector. So whenever you set out on doing any of these projects, you really have to do a risk assessment to find out what your, what your threats are and how you plan on, on addressing those threats and uh, mitigating your risk. And unauthorized users is a, is a big risk, and, a, and it manifests itself in many ways. Certainly in just accessing data, you can think of unauthorized access if someone has rights to get onto an EHR, and is looking at data that they're not supposed to look at. It could just be that, say, a system administrator didn't make the settings correct for a particular user, whereas oftentimes you think of that as someone breaking into a a system and, and getting at data that they're or getting on a system that they're not supposed to be even on. So that problem manifests itself in a lot of different ways.
0: In terms of the work that the center is doing related to infusion pumps, was that work that was underway prior to this most recent alert from FDA about various vulnerabilities found in the Hospira line of infusion pumps that made FDA basically tell healthcare care providers to discontinue use of these products, or was this something that you were working on even prior to that?
1: So we started work on this probably about a year ago, probably even before a year ago, a year and a half ago. We came out with our first use case back in December of 2014, and the use case was more of a white paper. It went into a lot of detail about certain potential vulnerabilities, and we got a lot of feedback on it, and I think it was too detailed and too prescriptive. So uh, in the next few weeks, we're, we're, we're revising that use case, Because the use case is really a problem description and and it encourages, it explains what problem we want to solve and then we get companies to come forward with their technologies to come to our lab and and build a solution. So we don't want to have too much detail, but I am glad that we did all that detail because it helped educate us on, I think some of our uh, nuances on what, you know, how we understood the problem were not quite right. So it allowed people to come and give us feedback and help educate us. So it was useful, but in the, in a few weeks, we'll have a new use case for for that. And hopefully by early 2016, we'll be in the lab building a, a solution for that.
0: And finally, Gavin, looking ahead to 2016, other, other work that is underway beyond the infusion pump work? And, and in terms of the infusion pump work, what is your ultimate goal there?
1: A lot of uh, the reason we're out talking to folks is to educate them on what we do and, and to help get them to participate, to help us pick problems that are relevant and, and important right away, maybe to pick the, the the best problems or focus our energies in the most efficient way. So I think if people want to come to our website, if you Google NIST and NCCOE, you'll, you'll, you'll find our site and, uh, I encourage people to, to come and join our community of interest and, and help us determine what problems to solve.
0: Thanks, Gavin. I've been speaking to Gavin O'Brien of the NIST National Cybersecurity Center of Excellence. I'm Marianne kolbuszek mcgee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.